0: So, let's get started. Today's vocabulary lesson is for the Vipassana article. It's pronounced Vipassana. Let's start with the word kidneys in the first paragraph. I felt two hot knives stabbing me in my kidneys. Kidneys are in the low back part of your back, right? The lower part of your back. And they're the organs, the body parts that clean your blood. They clean your blood. Those are called kidneys. Kidneys. They're the two little round organs. All right. Then we have the uh, word in the next paragraph, sear. I said it felt like something was searing through my flesh. To sear, S-E-A-R, means to burn. So it felt like something was burning my flesh. And, of course, flesh means skin. It can, it can sometimes mean, you know, in general, it can mean muscle and skin together. So it felt like something was burning, searing my flesh, burning my skin. All right. In that same paragraph, we see the word numb, N-U-M-B. My feet were numb with a dull ache. Numb means uh, has no feeling, without feeling. So if your feet are numb, it means uh, they can't feel pain or anything else. So if you pinch your foot, you will not feel it. That's numb. Ache is a kind of pain. Ache is kind of a very general pain. If you are stabbed with a knife, that is not an ache. We call that a sharp pain. But if you uh, run or exercise very hard, uh, two days later your muscles will ache. You feel a kind of pain over a large area. That's a, that's, we call that an ache. All right. Uh, you see the phrase in the next paragraph, butterflies in my stomach. Butterflies in my stomach or butterflies in your stomach means you are nervous. It's a, it's, an, it's a little slang phrase. We say it when we're nervous. Say, oh, I have butterflies in my stomach. It means I am nervous. Okay, in the next sentence, you see the word gulp. I gulped and refocused refo- my mind. To gulp means to swallow, to swallow. So, <clears throat> that action of swallowing a big amount, we call that gulping. Sometimes if you drink, if you take a really big drink, you have a Coke, and you, <clears throat> you drink a lot of it in one short time, we say you are gulping the Coke. You gulped it. All right. You see the word advisors in that same paragraph? Advisors means uh, someone who gives you advice, someone who tells you what to do someone who teaches you. So, it can sometimes have the meaning of teacher. Alright, in that same paragraph at the end you see the word dispassionately. The adjective, of course, is dispassionate. Dispassionate means no feeling. Now, in this case, I'm not talking about physical feeling. I'm talking about emotion. So, dispassionate means without emotion. No emotion. Very calm. You don't get angry. You don't get worried. You don't get upset. You're very, very calm. You are dispassionate. If you do something with that kind of uh, feeling without much emotion, you do it dispassionately, adverb. Alright, the next paragraph, you see the phrase, the verb phrase delved into. I delved into the pain. To delve into something means to go into it deeply. Sometimes it has the idea of dig, d-i-g, to dig into something. But it means to go into something. If you delve into English, it means you study English very deeply. You study it a lot. You delve into it. All right. And then you see the phrase drained away in that same paragraph. Drained away just means go away. We've had that word before, I believe. In the next sentence, we see the verb to heave. My body heaved suddenly. To heave means to move suddenly. You suddenly move in... So, my body suddenly was shaking or it moved a lot in a very quick time. That's heave. Heave sometimes also means to throw, usually to throw something very heavy. We call that heaving also. And it's also slang for vomiting or throwing up. (laughs) All right. Uh, Exhale means to breathe out. That next sentence, I exhaled. Just breathe in. (gasps) Is inhale and breathe out Is exhale. (sighs) I just exhaled. All right, moving on to the next paragraph. We see the word crept. A natural, unforced smile crept onto my face. Crept is the past tense of creep, to creep, C R E E P, which can also be a noun. But anyway, uh, using it as a verb, to creep means to move very. Quietly and secretly. So if you are creeping around the house, you're, maybe you're, you're walking around the house very quietly. You're trying to be secret. You don't want anyone to hear you. So if a smile creeps onto your face, it means the smile comes onto your face very slowly and almost like a secret. Like, like you don't want to smile, but you do smile. That's creep. Or in the past tense, it's crept. Alright, we see the phrase broke through, which is the past tense of breakthrough, the next paragraph. I broke through on the eighth day. To have a breakthrough, to break through, means to make a big improvement. Suddenly you make a big improvement. You want to have or you want to make a breakthrough in your English. You can also use it as a verb phrase. I want to break through with my English. Alright. Meditation, in that same sentence, meditation is the practice of focusing your mind. And you sit down and you, you focus your mind. Some, different. There's different ways to do it. Sometimes you focus your mind on your breathing. You pay attention to your breathing. Or sometimes you concentrate on a sound. Sometimes you concentrate on your body. Different ways to do it. But they're all designed to help your brain and your mind get focused and more calm, more clear. All right, we see the word variance in that same paragraph. Vipassana has many variants. Meditation has many variants. Ver- a variant is a variation or a kind. There are many kinds of Vipassana. There are many variants of Vipassana. There are many variants of meditation. There are many kinds of meditation. All right, in the next uh, paragraph, on the next page of the text guide, you see the word transformations. Singular, Transformation. A transformation is a very big change. It often has the idea of being a deep change, a long-term change, something that's going to stay with you a long time. So when Goenka learned Vipassana meditation, his life changed very deeply, and it changed uh, for a long time, very seriously. All right, we see the word participants. A participant is someone who participates. And to participate, the verb, means to join, to do with others. So, a participant is a member of a group, someone who joins a group and works with a group doing something, in this case, doing meditation. All right, let's see. In the next uh, paragraph, we see the phrase unique aspect. Another unique aspect of the course is that it's free. Unique aspect means a special feature or a special part. Unique means special. It's an adjective. Uh, and aspect means part or feature. It's a noun. All right. We see the f- word voluntary at the end of that uh, same paragraph and also the word coercion. That give, you can give a donation when you finish the course, but it's voluntary and there's no coercion voluntary an adjective means by choice you choose to do it no one will make you do it you have to decide you have to choose yourself that's voluntary and coercion is a noun there is no coercion Uh, it can also be a verb to coerce if you coerce somebody you force them you use force to make them do something maybe they don't want to do it but you try hard to persuade them or you force them that's we say you are coercing them. So the noun is coercion and it means force. Coercion means force. All right, next paragraph we see the word centered using this as a as an emotion. I felt centered, I feel centered, I am centered. To be centered means to be very calm and it means your emotions are not changing quickly, right? Your emotions are very calm, you are balanced. You feel balanced. You feel calm. You say, oh, I feel very centered right now. Okay. Uh, you see the phrase in the next paragraph, to get out of practice. Slowly, I got out of the practice of meditation. To get out of practice or get out of the practice of doing something just means you stop practicing. You used to, be, you used to practice it a lot. So you might say, I'm out of the practice of English. I got out of the practice of English. I got out of practice. Or I'm out of practice right now. It means in the past you studied English and you used English, but now, recently, you haven't been talking to anyone. You haven't been listening to English. You haven't been using it. You are out of practice right now. All right, in the next paragraph, we have the words volatile and unstable, which are similar words volatile we've had before it means to be very chaotic or to change very quickly and suddenly and all the time if something's volatile it can very quickly change and especially it has the idea it could very quickly explode gasoline right petrol in british english petrol or gasoline is volatile it's very easy to change it means if you have a match a lighter or a fire it will explode, boom, very easily. So gasoline is volatile. And unstable means, um, well stable, let's get the positive first. Stable means uh, something that doesn't change easily. If something is stable, it's, it's kind of calm and it's not going to fall down, it's not going to change easily. So unstable is the negative, so it means not stable. So it means it can change quite easily. It can fall down quite easily. Okay, that is all for today's vocabulary lesson. See you next time. Okay, it's time for the mini-story lesson for the Vipassana article vocabulary. Let's get started. Uh, We're going to practice a few words and phrases. Number one is butterflies in her stomach or butterflies in your stomach or my stomach. Butterflies in the stomach means nervous. If you say, I have butterflies in my stomach, it means you are nervous. Centered is our next word. To feel centered, using it as an emotion, a feeling. To feel centered means you feel very calm. Dispassionate. Dispassionate means you do not feel emotion. It's an adjective. If you are dispassionate, you feel no strong emotions. You're very, very calm. No emotions, no upset, nothing. Sear or searing, to sear is a verb, it means to burn. Coerce, coerce means to force, to make someone do something. Okay, to creep, using it as a verb, to creep means to walk very quietly or secretly. Past tense is crept. All right, to heave, to heave means to throw, usually throw something very heavy. And that's it, I guess. I think that's all of our vocabulary for this story. Let's start the story. First, I'll read the story at a normal rate. Neko had butterflies in her stomach. She tried to calm down. She wanted to feel centered, but she couldn't calm down. Neko the cat was hungry. Inu, a large dog, was guarding the kitchen. Neko could smell the food. She tried to be dispassionate, but the smell made her even hungrier. It felt like something was searing her stomach. She knew she couldn't coerce the dog and make him leave. She had to creep into the kitchen without being seen. And so she crept. She saw a plate of stinky fish in an open cabinet But then Inu the dog saw her. The dog barked, and ran towards her. Nickel the cat ran, then heaved herself into the cabinet. When she knew she was safe, she smiled and delved into the plate of fish. She ate it all. Fifteen kilos of fish. Okay, let's do it again. This time I will ask simple questions and I'll pause a little bit for you to answer them. Okay. Nico the cat had butterflies in her stomach. Was Nico nervous? Yes, she was. She was nervous. She had butterflies in her stomach. Did she have cats in her stomach? (laughs) No, she didn't. She didn't have cats in her stomach. Did she have birds in her stomach? No, no, she didn't have birds in her stomach. What did she have in her stomach? Well, we say she had butterflies in her stomach. Did she really have butterflies in her stomach? No, no, she didn't really have butterflies in her stomach. That means only she felt nervous. Neko felt nervous. So was Neko calm? No, Neko was not calm. Neko had butterflies in her stomach. So, she tried to calm down. (sighs) She wanted to feel centered. Did she want to feel nervous? No, she did not want to feel nervous. Did she want to feel calm? Yes, she wanted to feel calm. She wanted to feel centered. Did neko feel centered? No, neko didn't feel centered. She wanted to feel centered, but she did not feel centered. Could she calm down? No, she could not calm down. She could not calm down. She could not feel centered. She felt too nervous. Okay, why did she feel nervous? Why was she not centered? She was not centered because she was hungry. Okay, Inu, a large dog, was guarding the kitchen, protecting the kitchen, watching the kitchen. Neko the cat could smell the food. She tried to be dispassionate. Did Neko try to be calm? Well, yeah. Did she try to be upset? Well, no, of course not. She didn't try to be upset. Uh, What did she try to do? Well, she tried to be dispassionate. She tried not to have any strong feelings. She tried not to be upset. She tried not to be emotional. She tried to be dispassionate." Did she feel dispassionate? No, she did not feel dispassionate. She was very hungry. She was very upset. She wanted to feel dispassionate. She tried to feel dispassionate, but she really did not feel dispassionate. She was upset. She was hungry. Okay, why was she so hungry? Well, because she could smell some food in the kitchen, some fish. It made her even more hungry. How did her stomach feel? Well, it felt like something was searing her stomach. Did it feel like something was searing her stomach? Yes, it did. It felt like something was searing her stomach. Did it it feel like something was burning her stomach? Yes, it did. It felt like something was burning her stomach. Something was searing her stomach. Did it feel like something was searing her arm? No, it did not feel like something was searing her arm. Did it feel like something was searing her leg? No, it did not feel like something was searing her leg. Where did she feel a searing, a burning? Well, it felt like something was searing her stomach like burning her stomach. Nikol knew she couldn't coerce the dog. Could she force the dog to leave? No, 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 she could not force the dog to leave. She's too small. She could not coerce the dog. Could she persuade the dog? No, she couldn't persuade him. She couldn't coerce him with words either. Uh, Did she need to coerce another cat? No, she didn't need to coerce another cat. She needed to coerce the dog, but she couldn't coerce the dog. So what did she need to do? Well, she needed to creep into the kitchen. Did she need to walk quietly into the kitchen? Yes, she did. She needs to walk quietly. Did she need to make some noise in the kitchen? No, 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 she needs to creep into the kitchen, very quietly. Did she need to creep into the living room? No, no, she didn't need to creep into the living room. Where did she need to creep into? Well, she needed to creep into the kitchen, right? Go quietly, secretly into the kitchen. And so she crept, past tense, she crept into the kitchen. She saw a plate of big, stinky fish, smelly fish, in an open cabinet. But then, Inu the dog saw her. The dog barked, ruff, and ran towards her. Nicole ran, too. She jumped up, and then she heaved herself into the cabinet. Did she throw herself into the cabinet? Yes, she did. She threw herself into the cabinet. She heaved herself into the cabinet. Did she heave a rock into the cabinet? No, she didn't heave a rock into a cabinet, she heaved herself into a cabinet. Did she heave herself into the dishwasher? Well, no, no. She didn't heave herself into the dishwasher. She heaved herself into the cabinet. Where did she heave herself? She heaved herself into the cabinet. And she made it. She was successful. She jumped into the cabinet. She heaved herself into the cabinet and the dog could not catch her. When she knew she was safe, Nikolchan chan smiled. And then she delved into the plate of fish. Did she eat carefully? No, no, she didn't eat carefully. She delved into the plate of fish. She went into the plate of fish very deep. Both paws, both hands grabbing all the fish. She delved into the fish. Did she delve into a chocolate cake? No, she didn't delve into a chocolate cake. Did she delve into an apple pie? No, she didn't delve into an apple pie. Did she delve into studying English? No, definitely not. She already speaks English. She did not delve into studying English. What did she delve into? Well, Neko delved into the plate of fish. In fact, she ate all of the fish and she ate 15 kilos of fish. 15 kilos of fish. She delved into all of it. She ate it all. Okay, one more time. I'm gonna repeat all of it. But I'm going to pause after some phrases, and I want you just to repeat the phrase, okay? So I'll say a phrase, for example, butterflies in her stomach. Then I will pause and wait. You should copy my phrase. You should say butterflies in her stomach. And then I'll repeat it again. Try to copy my pronunciation, my tone, and my rhythm, everything. Okay. nikol had butterflies in her stomach. Neko-chan had butterflies in her stomach. She tried to calm down. She wanted to feel centered. She wanted to feel centered. But she couldn't calm down. A large dog, Inu, was guarding the kitchen. A large dog, Inu, was guarding the kitchen. Neko could smell the food. She tried to be dispassionate, but the smell made her hungry. She tried to be dispassionate. She tried to be dispassionate. It felt like something was searing her stomach. It felt like something was searing her stomach. She knew she couldn't coerce the dog. She knew she couldn't coerce the dog. She had to creep into the kitchen. She had to creep into the kitchen. And so, she crept. And so, she crept. She saw a plate of stinky fish, and then the dog saw her and barked, ruff! The dog ran towards her, and Neko ran towards the cabinet with the fish. Then, she heaved herself into the cabinet. Then, she heaved herself into the cabinet. When she knew she was safe, she smiled and she delved into the plate of fish. She delved into the plate of fish. She delved into the plate of fish. fish. okay she ate it all and she got fat (laughs) all right now finally one more thing i want you to stop i want you to pause this and i want you to tell all of the story yourself say it out loud so you can hear it with your own ears tell this entire story all of the story and use the new vocabulary if you can't remember every word no problem it's okay this is not a memory test I just want you to remember the key vocabulary, so try to tell the general story and try to use the vocabulary. If you have a lot of problems, just relax, listen again. Listen ten times, listen one hundred times, it doesn't matter. Listen often, and then try to tell it yourself. Okay, that's all. See you next time. Bye-bye. Vipassana. It felt like two hot knives were stabbing me in the back, right into my kidneys. It was a burning pain, unavoidable. As my mind scanned this area of my back, it imagined two white-hot spots searing through my flesh. My knees also burned, my ankles burned, my feet were numb with a dull ache, but my back was the worst. I felt a wave of panic, butterflies in my stomach, and a tremendous urge to get up and run away. I gulped, refocused my mind on the sensations in my body and remain still. I tried to follow the advisor's instructions. Don't flee from the pain. Go deeply into it. My mind concentrated on the burning kidneys. I tried to observe the pain dispassionately. What was it exactly? What is pain? What exactly did it feel? How large was the painful area? How deep? As I delved into the pain, an amazing thing happened. The panic and fear, drained away. My body heaved suddenly with a long, slow, very deep breath. As I exhaled, I felt a deep sense of calm wash through me. A natural, unforced smile crept onto my face. My mind remained focused, and suddenly the intense pain didn't seem painful. I noticed that the pain was, in fact, an area of more intense vibration but I was no longer experiencing it as something to escape or avoid. That was the moment I broke through, at the end of the eighth day of a ten-day Vipassana meditation course. Vipassana is a form of meditation, sometimes translated to English as insight meditation. It consists of a deep and systematic observation of one's mind and body. Vipassana has many variants, and is taught by many different meditation schools, teachers, and groups. The course I took followed the methods of S.N. Goenka. Goenka learned Vipassana in Burma and was so amazed by the transformations it caused in his life, he wanted to teach others. After some time, Goenka developed a 10-day course. The course is very intense. Participants do not speak during the course, and they meditate from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. with only short breaks. The focus of the course is on the direct experience and practice of meditation rather than theory or philosophy. Another unique aspect of the course is that it is free. At the end of the course, participants may give a donation if they wish to help others do the course, but this is voluntary and there is no coercion. When I finished the course, I felt a powerful sense of calm. I felt centered. My mind was clearer than it had ever been. The course was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my life, and one of the most positive. Unfortunately, that was almost three and a half years ago. Initially, I continued to meditate after the course, but slowly I got out of the practice. It's been quite a while now. As a result, I feel my mind and emotions have grown volatile and unstable again, which, lately, has gotten me thinking about Vipassana. There are Vipassana courses and centers all over the world, so it would be easy to find one. To learn more, go to www.dhamma.org. That's D-H-A-M-M-A dot org. About three years ago, I did a Vipassana meditation course. It was a 10-day meditation course. I actually did it in Florida, in the United States. Vipassana um, is a, it means insight meditation. It's a kind of meditation. Um, uh, It's, I guess it's technically, it's a Buddhist meditation, although there's not really um, a lot of religious teaching around it. Uh, You can be any religion and do Vipassana meditation. And it's basically uh, a system, a a way of examining, looking at your brain, your mind, and your body. Uh, So it's just paying attention, basically, to your mind and your body. Um, In the article, I started off very dramatically uh, describing this intense pain that I felt at uh, one point in the meditation course I did. It's a very intensive course I did. It's 10 days, meditating all day. Uh, very positive. But um, because of the way I am, my personality, I tend to uh, do things very strongly sometimes, sometimes too strongly. Uh, in fact, Pin, one of our members, uh, sent me an email saying, oh my god, you know, what, what were you doing? That's not real Vipassana. You shouldn't be you know, torturing yourself with pain. Um, and of course, he's right. Uh, in fact, the, the pashana teacher at my course, I told him, oh, I'm in so much pain, but I'm, I'm trying not to move because I'm not supposed to move. I'm supposed to observe the pain. And oh, at one point, my body's shaking because I'm, my back and my knees hurt so much. And uh, he told me, oh, you need to relax. <laughs> he's like, you know, it's not a, this is not a torture exercise, so please relax. And if you're in a lot of pain, you know, move your body if you need to. So anyway, so that, that kind of intense pain is not the, uh, the normal uh, thing you need to experience at a Vipassana retreat. So I hope I don't, didn't scare all of you away from Vipassana. It's actually very positive. And in fact, overall, my experience with the Vipassana course was very, very positive, um, especially after I talked to the instructor and realized I could relax and not... Uh, be so intense with it. Um, and at the end of the course, I, I felt that I had a lot uh, greater awareness of my myself, my own mind, and my own body. Um, and I continued to meditate for uh, quite a while after that, every day. But unfortunately, uh, life intruded, and I got busier and busier, and I just started meditating less and less each day, until finally I just stopped doing it altogether, and it's now been... Um, I suppose it's been a couple years since I regularly meditated every day. Um, and it's really something you should do every day. It's kind of like uh, running. I consider it a kind of mental uh, exercise. You could think of it that way. You need to exercise your mind every day just like you need to exercise your body. And with meditation, it's the same thing. You really need to do it daily so that you can experience, uh, you know, a deeper and deeper awareness. Um, And it has various benefits, but anyway. uh, And there are lots of different schools of meditation. Vipassana is only one. There are Tibetan styles of meditation. There are, uh, you know, there's endless number of kinds of meditation. Each one uh, tends to appeal to different kinds of personalities, different kinds of people. Um, But they all have uh, similar benefits, I think, uh, if done well. So anyway, uh, I, I've started thinking about Vipassana lately because my life has been quite unbalanced. I've been so busy with uh, my students here in San Francisco and the website and I'm um, still doing a little bit with the linguists, just started up. Um, of course, just my general social life, you know, I got to take care of my friends and tamoe and... Lots of things to juggle, lots of things to balance. and Not so easy sometimes. So I started thinking, you know, Vipassana, I I should really be doing Vipassana. It's uh, very healthy for me. It's a very good practice, um, both at a very surface level. At a surface level, it helps you kind of stay calm and kind of keep your emotions from getting too crazy. And at a much deeper level, it it is kind of a... uh, I don't know if I want to say religious, but spiritual practice. Uh, so for, anyway, for all those reasons, I've been thinking about it again lately. I've also been thinking about running again. I used to run quite a bit. I used to train for marathons. Um, I did a couple marathons, and I felt great when I did that. My body was very healthy. Again, I got really busy. I also moved to Bangkok, Thailand, which has a lot of air pollution, and I didn't enjoy running there. So for that reason, also for a couple years, I have not run. So I've been neglecting my mind and my body lately. That's why I decided to write this uh, article about Vipassana, because I've been thinking about it. So anyway, um, in the uh, article at the end, I give you uh, a website you can check out if you're interested in meditation and particularly Vipassana meditation. Uh, you go to www.dhamadha mma.org and you can find more information about courses they have Vipassana courses and Vipassana centers all over the world every inhabited continent has I think at least one, probably many Um, so anyway, check it out it is quite positive and it's it's not quite as uh, torturous and painful as my article might imply Um, in general, one last uh, issue here before I go I've been thinking a lot about the issue of of life balance, balancing the different things in our life. Uh, Everyone listening to this is trying to learn a language. You're trying to improve your English. Uh, For me, I'm trying to uh, learn Spanish. Uh, Most of us also work. Uh, A lot of us uh, have uh, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands or wives. Some of you may have children. Um, Of course, we have uh, our bodies to take care of, physical exercise, eating well. Uh, We have a community of friends and uh, extended family, such as our grandparents, uncles, aunts. So, you know, how do we balance all those things? How do we find the time to take care of all of those things? And, you know, some of you also, like me, may be uh, starting uh, your own uh, programs or little businesses. You might be entrepreneurs. Uh, That adds yet another thing to balance and work on. So we have all these things we want to improve in our lives and uh, keep going And it's quite tough, you know, you start focusing on your body and exercising and you spend a lot of time doing that. And it's easy to maybe forget your relationships or maybe your job suffers a little bit or maybe your English learning suffers a little bit. So it's quite tricky, I think, to find the balance and find the time to do all of these things and to keep them all going and to be successful in all the different areas in our lives, all the aspects of our lives. I I think we need to think about that a lot and we need to constantly look at our lives and make sure we've got that balance, that we're not doing too much in one area and forgetting another area. You know, we don't wanna lose our girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife just to learn English. (laughs) On the other hand, we do wanna continue to uh, keep learning and developing our mind, Um, so we don't want that to suffer either.